All right, now we're recording. Okay. All right, welcome to the Van Man Podcast. I'm Sam, and then I'm the Van Man. <laughs> I've got Sarah Meitler with me here. Sarah Meitler. Um, no, stop it. <laughs> You're going to throw me off. Sarah Meitler, um, if you know me, you probably don't know Sarah, but you probably do know her work. She is the artist of my van. She did the mural on the outside of it. She is a Utah-based muralist, but she works all across the country. Ooh. I yeah. like that. That was great. Yeah, pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I have to go through that in my head a couple of times while I'm driving before I actually do it. <laughs> no, but she has dozens of murals in like small businesses, Airbnbs, all over the place. She's pretty cool, and uh, she agreed to do a podcast. So we're gonna just kind of talk about how you got started in art and where you're going and what you're doing. Um, but yeah, does that sum up a pretty good intro wow, for you? Wow, that was amazing pretty key right honestly yeah. that that was amazing for that's the practice of five uh, minutes three episodes yeah. right there. <laughs> okay i do have my first question just for everybody who doesn't really know you um like how did you get started in art what's your like backstory and what was your lead-in to doing murals you know it was so random honestly like i went to college and then i totally dropped out and i'm like shoot what am i gonna do with my life and then I was actually in Texas and I just started painting, like just for fun on canvases, like nothing crazy, like just for fun. And then um, uh, it kind of just took off. I realized that people make good money, like mural painting. And I'm, I realized I'm, I'm like not horrible at it. So I just kept at it. And yeah, there's no crazy story. Like, and then you just kept doing it. I just kept doing it. That's awesome. Well, thanks. Well, you and you started out when I first started following your Instagram. You were doing mostly like portraits, like giant, like four foot tall portraits of people. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that where you started with those, or did you start with some other, like, I don't know. What did you start with? I guess what was like the first thing you sold? Yeah. Sorry, I need to. You should have yeah, said, and Sam, take yeah. off, turn off your phone. Okay. I turned off my phone. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm not on it. Okay, it's off now. Okay, you're good. Um, yeah, I started. I started with canvas, canvas work, um, custom canvas paintings. Like I painted people's faces, and that's that's it. Like the kind of stuff where they would like hire you and then they'd send you a picture of their wife or husband or whatever and like say hey can you paint this yeah and you'd be like sure yeah i painted so many people's faces and looking back it's like i charge like nothing for that honestly but it was so fun it was so fun because people loved it right and then you started blowing up when was the first what was your first like mural on a wall that you did Mm -hmm. Uh, probably my brother's business down in Houston. Oh, cool. I just did it for free. Right. Like, literally for free. But that's not my paid one. I guess my paid one. Oh, that still counts. Yeah. That's, did you decide that, oh, this is really fun to do really big murals? Or, like, you just realize that it pays more to do bigger art? Or, like, why do you do murals now? Well, now I do them because, like, uh, I just love it. Like, I love it and I love being in my own company honestly right (laughs) and i like the marketing aspect of it too it's kind of like a challenge that you have to take on i think any business you have to learn marketing right but yeah i like i just like every little aspect of it which is kind of cool 
Yeah, it seems like you've really taken, from our conversations in the past, it seems like you've really taken to the business side of things. Like, you yeah. really enjoy that. Yeah. What's been and the, you've helped me with the business side, too. I mean, I just wrote some emails for you. Yeah, That's... but still, that was super helpful. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I hope they worked. No, it was it was awesome. <laughs> That's just, yeah, I'm glad they worked. Um, so, I get... <laughs> That's just so funny. I forgot that I actually did those emails for you. That was, like, part <laughs> yeah. of the trade. Am I still the only person that, like, sat down and watched you paint? Well, you're the... I think you're the only one for, like, a... Kind of. I've had moms, like, just watch me do the mural the whole time. Like, in a oh, kid's room. Yeah. yeah, you've done a couple kids' rooms. Yeah. yeah. So, I think you're probably, like, the second or third. Okay. That just sat there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just on my laptop. In these chairs, actually. Yeah. The same chairs. It was honestly fun, though, you know? Yeah. It was yeah. helpful that it was, like, nice summer days. It was a van instead of being it stuck indoors. Yeah. I bought you coffee. Did you? Uh, I bought you Zupas. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, we that's finished. right. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Free food. Yeah. yeah. That always helps. Free food. Free food for your <laughs> artists. It's part of the tipping <laughs> process. Um, so you transitioned to murals basically by accident and then decided that you just liked the business side of things? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's all kind of random. I I just kept at it. Like, I kept painting and I kept painting and, like, I'm still doing it. So, I don't know. And you're getting, I mean, how is it in terms of, like, how busy you are? Are you starting to get busier and starting to book out farther? Or are you just getting bigger jobs? Yeah. Um, this year has been awesome. I feel like last year it's kind of been like a hustle, you know? Right. This year it kind of feels like, okay, I can breathe. Like, I'm, I'm getting booked out, like, months, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been good. What's, what do you have, uh, on the docket right now? Yeah. What are you excited for next? Um, I'm just working on three murals right now. Um, one of them is a big one down in Bear Lake. Okay. Another Bear Lake one. Yeah. Is it the same customer doing like a second Airbnb or something? Yeah. So the same customer and then another Airbnb and then I'm going to be doing one down in Zion. Okay, cool. Probably another delicate arch. Yeah, right. <laughs> the tenth one. <laughs> the classic delicate arch. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I should have painted on your van, you know? No, I would not have <laughs> let you paint a delicate arch. Um, but speaking of the van, I feel like you don't have as many, like, really abstract art ones. Like, you have a lot of, uh, obviously, you have a lot of portraits that you've done. You've done delicate arch, like, a billion times. Yeah. Right? Um... Do you, like, I guess my question that I'm leading into is, what's your process like for coming up with the ideas? Like, do you prefer abstract? Do you prefer doing things like delicate arts where it's like a, a, a subject? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of changed throughout doing murals and art. Like, in the beginning, when I was doing paintings, um, I kind of did more abstract and trying to find a style and then uh, later on with doing murals, it was um, kind of slowly finding my style, which is still getting there. Yeah. Um, but I I like doing abstract a lot. Like, I do a lot of portraits that I don't show on my Instagram or anywhere, but it's just me trying to, like, constantly find a style, which I feel really? like, yeah, I, yeah, I do, like, I have so many portraits portraits and sometimes I share them 
but I haven't been lately because I don't know. It's like, it's like a progress. And then when you look back, it's like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? So, so do you mean you don't share them because you're practicing, like it's practice work and you don't necessarily want to show things that have mistakes on them and stuff? Yeah, because some of them are like totally something that I've never done. And I'm like, okay, did I enjoy doing that or did I hate it? And then, yeah, it's just trying to find like what I like doing, what I don't like doing. So, yeah. How many of those do you have? Like, I, I, like my impression of you from Instagram is that you post everything. You post, if you do any painting, you're always posting it. Yeah. Well, like this year I haven't been with my canvas paintings. Okay. Um, But yeah, last year it was like that. I was just posting whatever. Uh-huh. But how many? Is that what you said? Well, uh, yeah, like, are you painting a ton of stuff that you don't post? Like, how much content do you have that you aren't actually posting on Instagram? Oh, gosh. Um, well, like, I have a lot of canvases, like, just sitting there in my... Really? In my little... Yeah, probably... I don't know, 15, 15 to 20. It's not a lot, but... Well, I mean, you're taking consideration like how long it takes you to do them and plan them and paint them and yeah like that's a lot (laughs) yeah I mean kind of I know I know some artists that just do one every single day and like it's great but I I don't understand how artists do that (laughs) does uh like the speed inhibit you at all with these bigger projects like do you wish that you could do these big murals in a day instead of three days like is that a problem um no because i've that sounds kind of cocky but <laughs> <laughs> not a problem I'm that sounds a little no, cocky no, no, no. You answered the question. <laughs> but i feel like i crank them out quicker than most most artists because once i start a project it's like i'm on that project and i'm not gonna i'm just gonna finish it crank it out yeah yeah you, uh, even recently you've posted a few things about just how you know nine ten hour days just all day paint all day paint all day paint done yeah you know yeah that's like a problem with being booked out is i'm just like constantly working on it which is not good i think i need to pace myself (laughs) i mean if you pace yourself too it means less money right like that's true it's good if you can crank them out have you i've i've seen you um like ask for help from other artists to finish projects have you thought about just hiring someone to come with you on projects yeah i have i don't know i have i feel like it's a whole nother thing but i have can have an employee just like having a couple too like Uh you could do that whole thing where you can hire people out and then they just do the job and then i just sit here designing like that could be a thing oh that's true yeah but i don't know i enjoy the painting part right but some like really big murals that I do I'm like hey anyone want to just fill in the color so sometimes do you end up paying those people or is it usually just volunteer like friends coming in oh no I always pay them I always pay them sometimes good friend yeah (laughs) (laughs) so some people are like is this is this a paid thing I'm like what the heck like this is labor work of course I'm gonna pay you (laughs) it's like Shoot, I gotta respond more often. I'll take days <laughs> off of work to come just fill in color. Yeah, it's easy enough. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So, are, are murals, is that what you want to do for the rest of your life? Is, it, do you love murals? If, is that your calling? Or is there a type of a medium of art that you'd rather be doing or that you're building to? Oh, gosh. That's a big question. Um, Hopefully it has a big answer. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, I really love painting right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I really love it. And I think later on, maybe like back away from it and maybe help other artists once I get, you know, like booked out constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you mean by help other artists? Um, help other artists as in the marketing side of it. Okay. Because I feel like I know the marketing side better than the mural side. I feel like I caught on quicker with that just with my previous jobs right so i don't know i feel like a lot of artists are like insanely good and they don't know how to market themselves or how to get jobs and i'm like just do this or do this little thing or do this and they're like oh okay and it helps them a little bit and it like gets me all giddy i'm like oh i love this so i don't know maybe mural painting for a little and then I don't know. Financial freedom is wonderful. So hopefully get there somehow. Okay. So you've toyed with the idea of just doing like uh, marketing consulting for other artists. Yeah. I think that would be really cool if I did something like that. But that, that won't be till a few years. A few years, I'm thinking, once I have this whole thing down. Down as in like you want your Instagram page to be bigger or you want to be known for bigger projects like what what steps do you feel like you have to take in order to get there i think a uh like a financial goal like maybe a yearly goal Mm -hmm. or like a monthly quota is that the right word monthly quota i don't know yeah a quota for yourself yeah like if you're once you're making enough money you mean yeah okay yeah like yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so you just want to grow to a point where you're making enough m- money from the murals that you can kind of step away a little bit and not have to worry so much and stress about where the next paycheck is. I yeah, guess. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I feel like anyone can teach anything with what they're doing with such little something that they have, but I feel like I want to be at a point where I'm like, oh, okay. I'm good for like two years to just sit at home and do nothing. I don't think I do that, but right. that's where I think I would need to be in order to start doing that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying uh, you'd want to be able to step away from the murals for long enough that you could put your time and attention into something else with not, without having to worry about money for a solid amount of time for like six months or a year to where if the consulting doesn't work out (laughs) you're still like pretty safe for exactly yes yes yeah you should definitely live in a van (laughs) 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 because if you don't have to worry about rent it just makes everything so much easier honestly honestly like what you're doing is so cool like it's so cool you can do it just put the pink buckets in the back and just drive around (laughs) yeah hey let me paint your wall (laughs) what was with the uh you posted what is it like the gold tree the, the project you just finished oh yeah you just touched up the other day yeah today actually <laughs> what was that what, what was that foil that you were putting it looked like it was a golden foil and not a paint what yeah it's uh it's called gold leaf it's okay. like very thin 
it's not actual gold, but it's right. like very, very thin gold-looking paper, kind of. And it sticks? Well, no. You have to, like, do piece by piece. Okay, wait, how? Like, you, like, like is it like wallpaper? Like, you put, it, like, adheres to the wall? With no. Water or something? It close. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remember the one reel where you were literally just, like, I, I remember seeing the little thin piece of gold. Yeah. Where you're just placing it on the wall, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what I had to do, though. Like, they come in squares. Uh-huh. And you have to... People apply it different ways, but I just got, like, Mod Podge, put it on the wall, and then you just stick it on. And you had to do that. I had to do that, like, throughout the whole tree, which took a minute, but it turned out cool. Yeah, it it's turned like, out really dope. And then you just paint the rest of the wall black? Yeah. It's like a black and like a gray kind of wallpaper, a kind of look. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've, seen, I've seen it. I follow religiously. Yeah. <laughs> I try to like everything. Everything I see from you is just like, oh, I don't like this. Comment on every story. Just maximum engagement. Maximum engagement. And I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, It's, it's noticed. Yeah, thank you. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> So, um, who came up with that idea? Was did she, did the uh, customer approach you and be like, "I want this gold leaf stuff"? Yeah, they came to me and they knew exactly what they wanted. They're like, "Can you do this?" I'm like, "I've never done this kind of style, but I'm confident I can do it." So, uh, yeah, they just had the style that they wanted. So, are those the like the best customers or the worst customers that come with you, with, come to you with a very specific idea of what they want? Um, it makes, it makes the job really easy, like the whole process super easy and it makes it also like a really good client for like referrals, I guess, because they're like, Oh, what the heck? This looks exactly like I wanted. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) you're like, duh, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) I followed the template. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's easy, but it's also like not as creative. Because you're just, right. it's you just like, the artistic ability to change yeah, it or do what you want. it's, it's easy money, which is nice. Is, are most of your, are most of your projects more similar to what we did where it was like, here's three things that I liked from your page and then you send me three designs and then I pick two of them and you kind of go back and forth just like two or three times on, can we change this? Can we change this? Okay. No colors. What colors do you want? Is it? Like, is it like that? Or do you have some clients where you just show them three designs and they just pick one? No, it's exactly how um, our process was. It's usually, yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, it's usually like that. So. Just kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you you were like overthinking when you were like, am I being a difficult customer? I'm like, no, you're good. Like, this is your van, you know? This is a normal customer experience. Yeah, like you also want to love it, you know, because it's going to be there forever. It's your, it's basically your home. I mean, it is my home. It is your home, you know? Yeah. That's like painting a house. It's like, okay, you got to love it before I start doing anything. Did, how often does it get annoying? Like, at what point is it frustrating to deal with those customers? Um, like, is, do you have experiences where people have just constantly nitpicked at certain things? Yes, honestly. Uh like a few customers ago, I, I can't point anyone out, but a few right. customers ago, 
I've never had a worse experience with a customer, but... Oh, yeah. I remember that on your story. I don't know which customer it was. I don't know what project it was. Yeah. It's a secret. I'm not going to tell, but... How professional of you. (laughs) No, that really is. I think that's probably a good idea. Just not say anything. Yeah. 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 What was that like? That must have been so hard. (laughs) Because you ended up... That was your first... You said on your story that that was the only customer that you've ever, like, canceled, that you've backed out of. Yeah. Right? Yes. How did you make that decision? Um, I made that decision. Um, I gave them, I think, one more design. And they were like, uh, nope, we, we're going to reschedule that. Like, we're not going to go through with that design. And then, yeah, we were just, like, constantly talking back and forth for, like, a month, a month and a half. And I realized... When I, like, looked over the messages, too, it was, like, partially my fault on why this whole thing went on forever. And I realized that, like, after I after I finished, but... In, in what way? How was it your fault? Or it was... Part? Yeah, it was partly my fault because after I sent her the first uh, designs, uh, she made, like, a little tweak with this one design. And she's like, oh, I love this design. Like, this is great. Except she she was like, can you just change this one thing? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, I won't count this as the second uh, design. And um, it ended up being, like, just a circle from there, like a circle of, like, tiny adjustments, which I should have. Right. Yeah. Where, because you didn't count it as the second design. Yeah. You couldn't count it as the third design because it was just as small of a tweak. Yeah, and it was just small tweaks. Yeah. And I even went out and I sketched the wall, too. And I even went to their house and I got the key, which was like another extra 20 minutes. So, yeah, that's it's okay, you know. I like I ends up being this. Well, now you know. Yeah, I learned a ton. So yeah, never again. (laughs) Yeah, and sales, it's it's all about you know. I mean, I don't have to explain this to you. I'm sure you know this already. It's just setting proper expectations, right? Yeah. Sales, the framework that we follow, at least where I work, is like you constantly have to set the stage. You set the stage. And then you go into discovery on like what they want. But the setting the stage is important because you're saying this is how the conversation is going to go. And and you actually, I remember you did that when, when we interacted for uh, my mural, mm-hmm. it was very much like you sent the contract and you were like, Hey, this is how the process works. And in your contract, it even lines out, you know, this is, uh, you know, you get this many edits, I'm going to send you the edits and then you're going to you know, ask for tweaks and you outline that whole process and you were like, okay, this is when you're going to pay. This is when you're going to do a deposit and you set the stage. And then we went into the process. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's just reminding, you know, sometimes you have to reset the stage. Oh yeah. You know, and it's tough. Yeah. You mean like follow-ups? Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah. 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 Like, and in, in that case, yeah, there's probably a lot of instances where you could go back to that, that back and forth that you have with the customer and say, this is where I could have reset the stage, but instead I just let the tweak go through. Yep, absolutely. And then they ask for another tweak, and you could you could probably have put in some sentence in there like, hey, this is now the third time that I'm changing something really minor just to refer back to our previous contract, and you reset the stage, and you say, how about before I make this tweak, uh, let's, uh, let's 
count this as a contract or I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of what I was saying. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. It's like you're setting the stage and you're the one that's kind of in charge of what's going on in the whole process. So, right. Yeah. yeah it's taking charge. You're, you're in control. Yeah. yeah. And they were in control, which was the problem. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hang on. This is just a circle. So yeah, the customer is always right. Is not, uh, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> not to an extent. Don't you think? Uh, I think to the an customer, extent. Uh, the customer always has a point. I don't think the customer is always right, but I think they, there's always a valid reason for what they're saying. You know, like just because what they like, just because they're complaining doesn't mean that you have to make that correction. But if they're complaining, it's probably for a good reason, right? Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I don't know. I, I deal with a lot of customers who are like, well, why doesn't your product do this one thing? I really needed to do this one thing that's so stupid that it doesn't do this one thing that seems so obvious. And it's like, to them, yeah, they, they might be right, and that might be really obvious for them, but for the majority of our customers, that's not true. And there's a reason why we don't do it that way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, 100%. Do you have to do that a lot with your job? Uh, not anymore, thank God. Not yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, so now I'm in operations instead of in sales, and so uh, my whole job is just like helping the sales process. So when basically when the sales guys complain about, hey, this is taking too long, or I hate that I have to do this, then my team comes up with a way of getting around that. Oh. You know, very very much like what our conversation was um, when I did those emails for you. You were like, none of my emails are getting responses, or you were you were talking about how you. You were thinking you might hire someone because it was just taking too much time. And hiring someone is definitely a solution, but the problem is taking too much time, and there are other ways to solve that. So, like, in my job, I would look at that and think, what are the ways we can solve this taking too much time? What ways can we shorten the, pro- the process that way it doesn't take as much time? Mm-hmm. Okay, hiring someone's one option. What's another way? Well, we can automate it, right? We can use the same email in every single uh, in every single correspondence or whatever you know we can make it a little bit more streamlined and that just helps yeah Yeah. or um are you still doing actually here's a question how do you keep getting airbnb (laughs) customers are they like all friends or is it the same customer who keeps doing airbnbs uh it used to be like that where it's just the same customer had like multiple airbnbs Uh um but no it's i get a lot of work from facebook like facebook groups I Interesting. Just, yeah, I, I um, I made a couple good connections with, um, the host. Not the host. What's the word of the Facebook the owner? Admin? Yes, admin. admin. Yes. Um, I know, I know him personally, and he runs like over eighty, um, Airbnb groups for like each state. So he lets. Whoa. Yeah. So he lets me post in each one of those, which is kind of cool. Like he's the one that approves it. So. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's way crazy. What yeah. a good connection. Jeez. I know. Yeah. Oh, how many? I'll bet there are a bunch of Facebook groups like that. Oh, there's like, it's insane. There's so many. So most of your traffic, like most of your business comes through Facebook then? Yeah. Yeah. Facebook and email marketing. Most of that. So. 
Interesting. In my mind, it's just all Instagram. Really? Well, that's just how I found you, and that's where I see all of your content. So I just assume everybody messages you on Instagram. No, like, like how are all these Airbnb owners finding you on Instagram? But it's Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah, they're like searching on their Instagram search toolbox, mural yeah. artists. <laughs> Instagram search tool is like the worst. Is it such trash? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, that makes more sense that it's on Facebook. So you still do email marketing too, then? Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? I mean, it's, it's good. Um, for, for other people who are trying to do what you're doing, I feel like email marketing is just a really easy place to start. So can you maybe elaborate on what your process is like and how you go through finding leads and finding people to contact on for emails? Sure, yeah. Um, uh, like for me, I find people or businesses that I've done similar murals with. Uh, like for example, like I did a bowling alley. So I reached out to every single bowling alley in the U S and I finished that. So I reach out to them. I pitch them, um, like just a general, like, Hey, my name is Sarah. Like, this is what I do. And I also have like, um, like a Google slide kind of presentation so they can see like what I do and then also like reviews of me and uh, just like a little presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I I just send that over and then um, that's basically it. So is it uh, literally just grinding through Google Maps and find like typing in bowling alley in Utah, bowling alleys in Arizona, and then you just grab the emails from all of those? Yeah, like... Yeah, I used to do this, and I did it in the beginning, and now I have someone doing it for me because before doing murals, I was doing this exact same thing for, like, two years, like, email pitching. Oh, right. That was your job. You were you were pitching for someone else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm just, like, sick of doing it. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to hire someone to do it, and he does a great job, and he does it, like, 20 times faster than, like, a human. Like, he has a... Um, some kind of software. I don't he has even some know. Some kind of automation that yeah, he's doing. Yeah, automation. It's like so cool. He like clicks a button and it sends out mass like hundreds. So he does that, and I I just like tell him what script to use mm-hmm. and what businesses to reach out to, and yeah, he does it. But yeah, you have to. Use, I use Google Maps, and you search for the business, and then you usually go to their website or. Um, if it's not on their website, I would go to their Facebook, not on their Facebook, go to their LinkedIn. And then, yeah, that's basically it. And you just grab as many emails as you can for business owners of bowling alleys. And then you just send those business emails. Do you, do you have like a process of sending them a second or a third or a fourth email? Or do you just send everybody one email and move on? One email and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, there's a second follow-up script and then like a third follow-up script, um, I, I don't think I bug them on, on like, the fifth. I think the fifth is when, if they don't respond to me, I just, I'm like, okay. They're either not interested or they just don't even look at their emails. Do you have a, uh, like, a, quote, breakup email? Like, a, a, hey, this is the last time I'm going to reach out to you. It seems like you're not interested, but let me know if you are. Oh, no, I you don't. Do that. Oh, that's great. That's a, that, we call them breakup emails at work. Yeah. Because we do, we do mass emails all the time. Not... 
mass emails, but we have lots of leads, like hundreds of thousands of leads that we're contacting through all of our sales reps. And most of our, um, we, uh, we use a software called SalesLoft, uh-huh. and SalesLoft is, it's like a dialer, so you can do phone calls and emails, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a function called Cadence, and Cadence is just the term for uh, what days, like the schedule of when you're going to contact them. So one Cadence might be, I'm going to try to call them on day one, and then on day two, I'm going to email them, and then on day three, I'm not going to do anything, and then on day four, I'm going to do a follow-up email, day five, I'm going to call them, and that would be a five-day Cadence. Wow, is that how quick, like it happens within five days? Uh, no, a lot of our cadences are like sixteen days, eighteen days, twenty days. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and it kind of varies. It depends on like what kind of leads we're we're using because, um, you know, sometimes it might be people who have like literally requested a demo on our website, and others are people who have gone to conferences or something for HR software and stuff like that. So it definitely depends. Where it's a cold email like yours, where you're literally just scraping through the internet for random emails mm-hmm. it would probably be something i don't know you could do a lot of different things you could do a five-day thing where you just send them three emails you could do 30 days and send them four emails over a longer space of time yeah but my point is a lot of those they end up with a breakup email where you say something like you know hey, it, I hey don't know we're done guy, yeah we're done <laughs> yeah you just say hey it seems like you're not interested in case you are reach out i'm gonna stop contacting you kind of oh that's great because they're like oh like they're done reaching out like it's literally yeah. a breakup that's kind of yeah, cool really breaking up and then yeah. they're like wait come back <laughs> right. yeah because some people some people really will just like see how long you're gonna keep emailing them yeah they're like I, oh they're needy yeah especially <laughs> I, I i don't know maybe especially business people i know most of the people i know are in the sales industry like they're also doing cold emails and stuff and so when i get sales reps reaching out to me i totally play with them do you <laughs> oh yeah totally like so i'll like especially especially these bigger companies like they can see if you're opening the emails or yes can, you know that kind of stuff they can see yeah. if you're clicking on links and stuff like that uh-huh. and so i'll like open the emails and then click on a link but then delete the email <laughs> so that way they can see that I opened it and it entices them to send another one. Because sometimes I just want to see if they'll do it. Yeah. You know? And if they're going to do it two or three more times. In fact, uh, there's a website called curated.com and they, they this is so stupid. <laughs> um, basically, it's a website that like you can chat online with professionals in uh, different sports. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for golf clubs. I wanted to buy golf clubs. I ran across this website called curated.com and I started chatting with one of the sales guys and his job is literally just to send you, they call it a curation, to send you like three different suggestions of golf clubs that fit what you're looking for. So he asked me a few questions. He's like, okay, are you a beginner player? What kind of style do you play? Da, 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 da. And he said, okay, here's the three different golf clubs that you should buy, right? And ended up buying him. He was great. Awesome. His name is Dustin. Dustin. A random dude. I've never met him, but he's a great sales guy. And the other day, he, he messaged me because it's the beginning of the season. And so he's following up like a good salesman does. He's like, hey, how are those clubs working out for you? It's the beginning of the season. Is there anything else you need to start out your season? And I was like, oh, this guy's good. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, yeah, I haven't really thought about it. I'll give, I'll give it some thought. I haven't decided on anything that I'm going to buy. Yeah. But just like left it really open-ended and so he sent me another email just this last week and it was the PGA oh so tour. You're, you're being petty <laughs> yeah like i totally know if dustin ever listens to this which he never will poor dustin if he listens to this that is one hell of a sales guy <laughs> if he finds my instagram finds my bio link listens to my podcast to interact with me that is 
I'll buy whatever he wants if he finds this. But He's like, no. you're hi- you're hired. Yeah, Dustin. no, there are definitely things that I want to buy. I know I want like a, a chipping iron, and I know I want like probably a new golf bag, things like that. But I'm like, I probably don't want to buy him for like a year. Like, I don't want to buy him right now. But if he sends me links to what I want, then I'll buy him sooner because he's being a good sales guy. Wait, what is he selling you? I didn't, even, I didn't catch golf that. Clubs. Golf clubs. Golf clubs. Oh, okay. This is such a stupid, like, random... Okay, back no, to you. No, no, no. This clubs. is great. <laughs> it's so funny. But he, this last weekend was the PGA Tour, and so he sent an email like, hey, are you following the PGA Tour? Do you need anything for Memorial Day weekend? Like, what can we... What can I help you buy for this weekend? Um... And I was like, oh, I don't really follow the PGA Tour, but who do you follow? And he hasn't responded yet. <laughs> He's um, like, this guy. He's just, just going just on and on. I'm just trying to start talking with the sales guy. Just chatting back and forth. Oh, Be like, man, this Dustin. guy is bored. Yeah, I gave him a great tip, though, when I did buy the golf clubs. So, I mean, I think Dustin likes me. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back, back to, to art and stuff. Um, both of your parents are artists. Right? <laughs> this is so funny. What? Because you actually met them. That's the funny yeah, thing. Because I'm probably I'm like the only client that you have that like was at your met, house. Yeah. Yeah. When you were <laughs> the doing only the client. I'm like, mom, dad, don't talk to my client. And they like go out there and they're like, oh, hey. I'm like, <laughs> dad showed me his whole tool shop. That was cool, by the way. You gave him a lot of crap for that, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. he, he has some like really cool stuff. I know. It's, it's really interesting. He's very passionate about his work. Is yeah. A good way to put it. Yeah, he is. So um, the reason I mentioned that though is because you didn't just like drop out of college and like start painting. You like, I assume you probably grew up painting and grew up drawing right uh no not really really. yeah i uh you weren't doing doodles and stuff in your sketchbooks or whatever no like no i've kind of always been creative in a little little different ways but no i just took like a couple high school art classes and that's it that was it yeah you weren't like painting with mom every night as a kid or no whoa no okay so I know, like... When, that blows my mind. Honestly, like, when when people call me, like, an artist or a muralist or, like, any any of that, it's just, like, so weird to hear back. Like, it's so weird. Like, I'm still getting used to it. So do you really think of yourself more of just a marketer who can draw or, like, can paint as opposed to an artist who has a business? <laughs> I think... I think... I'm creative. I feel like I, I'm creative, so I feel like it's it's both. It's both marketing and it's also creative painting. It's like a mix. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I just always assumed that you grew up painting and that's why you're good at it. Painting that's what everyone thinks. make money off of it. I know. That's what everyone thinks. But it was really, it really was. You dropped out of school, needed a way to make money, and so you started <laughs> painting and you were like, I don't know, here's, here's something I'm hey, selling. Yeah. Hey, here, I do murals. You want one? <laughs> Awesome. Well, now you have a great Instagram page. You have you're booked out with clients. You're making money. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. That's really cool. Like, no, I really do think that it's underrated. The business side of things is underrated. Like, I know a lot of really good artists. I have friends that are fantastic artists, but they just can't. They can't sell shit. Yeah. Like, they just yeah. don't know how to make money off of it. Yeah, which is which sucks. You know, because right. they're super passionate about it. But they just don't know that side. Huh. Kind of sucks, huh? 
Yeah. Did you just learn that from trial and error, or how, how did you, like, teach yourself how to market and how to make contracts and stuff for clients? Um, I learned a lot, like, really quickly. I feel like I, I would, like, just tried to learn as much as I can. Uh, like, I I did, like, a marketing job before doing murals. Okay. And then... Also, I did another marketing job working for an influencer, so okay. I feel like that helped. Right, so you were already running a page and already doing marketing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know a ton about marketing, mm-hmm. but I feel like I know more than an average artist, I feel. Right. So, yeah. And so you just took the things that you were already doing in your job and just applied them to... Uh, yeah. I think, have you ever thought about doing something else other than art? Oh, yeah. Like oh, what? yeah. It's like all the time, honestly. <laughs> like what? Well, what are some of the ideas that you've toyed around with? Well, I, they're like my brain is like goes so many places all the time. And there's, I feel like it also comes with ADHD. I'm sure you can understand. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, like I love the idea of um, tiny homes. Uh-huh. Um, there's like a huge market for that. Um, that's an idea I've thought of just like traveling for like a year. Um, I don't know. There's so many things like, I don't want to keep rambling because it's always all over the place, but I'm stuck with murals. Like I'm going to be doing murals for a while. Like I'm honing in. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. And then eventually go into some badass marketing consultant. Yeah. That way you're done with murals, but you're just helping other people grow their pages and grow their... I get their Instagrams and their followings and their businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to have you on the podcast again in two years, three years <laughs> to see how many uh, clients you have for consulting. Yeah. Oh, see, look at this. We're manifesting it. This is great. Yeah. This is the first step. This is the Van Man podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's probably all the time we have because uh, when these get too long, I can't edit them. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> this is it. Yeah, really. No, it's like eh, around 30 minutes. That's like where I cap out. But thank you so much. Thank you for working with my schedule to get here because no, I know you. it's kind of a pain. But No, this yeah. is great. This is last Appreciate minute. It. So this is great. It worked out. Thanks, everyone. See ya.